Hey guys, welcome to Ruin Hammer, uh, season two, episode twenty-three. Uh, hey guys, hey mate, how are you? Mate, I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good, mate. I just don't know if you know that there was no volume with that intro. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry about that. I must have forgotten to share the sound. Everyone knows how, right, our, how our tune goes. Though. Hey, Everyone... hey, TK, how are you? Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, welcome, mate, everyone. I reckon we just get yeah. I reckon we just get straight into it. We have got a special guest all the way from New Zealand tonight. Really um, excited to chat to a day one warrior. Let's bring him in. Yeah. Yes. So tonight we are joined by a man who played uh, 115 games over six seasons for the Warriors between '95 and 2000. He also played 239 games for the Bradford Bulls in the English Super League from 2001 to 2008 and 25 tests for the Kiwis. We are pleased to be joined by a 1995 original. Please welcome warrior number 18, Joe Vungana. Hey, Joe, how are you, bro? Hey, boys. Yep. Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. Well, mate, we're so excited to talk to you as a, as a day one, as day one diehards ourselves. We're really excited to talk to a 1995 OG. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so to start things off, can you tell us where you grew up and who you played your junior footy for? Yeah, sure. Hey, uh, yeah, like you said, boys, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, uh, pleasure. First time, first time on the show. So yeah, big, it's a, uh, it's a first. So yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Uh, but yep, uh, born and raised in Auckland, uh, Central, Greyland, uh, the mighty Ro Richmond Rovers in Greyland. Oh yeah. Uh, started my uh, as a. As a eight year old, actually eight years old, uh, I was just about maybe five hundred meters from uh, the uh, our home uh, at Greyland Park, uh, and all my junior footy played uh, premier football at sixteen. Uh, had a game at sixteen, um, and then Bartercard Cup came in ninety four, and played for North Harbour. And then the Warriors came 1995 um, and had a ball. Yeah. Well, it was announced in 93 that the ARL had granted the Auckland Warriors a license to join the competition in 95. Um, that must have created quite a buzz around New Zealand, especially <clears> for <throat> potential players like yourself um, who, you know, are going to get the opportunity to play at home. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, born, uh, born in, 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 uh, in a... Uh, and now a little rugby league community. Um, I, I was growing up watching uh, the Winfield Cup, it was called back then, you know. It was a brown leather ball. I think we had three channels that you'd watch it on, um, you know. So um, to to have the talks about playing, actually playing in this competition that we grew up watching, you know, was just unreal, you know. So um, definitely a big buzz, especially for, uh, I think, uh, 93, I must have been, uh, 16, 17, I think, you know, growing up playing and having the potential of, uh, you know, all these talks about this uh, playing in the NRL. Um, yeah, it was, it was exciting times. <clears throat> yeah, so how did you come to sign with the club? And can you tell us a bit about your emotions at the time? Um, well, yeah, like you said, it was, it was 93 they started signing guys up. Um, I must have been. Uh, 93, oh, geez, how old was I? Uh, 16, 17, I think. Um, and, you know, back then you'd make the Auckland teams, uh, uh, the age group team. So at a young age, I was making the, the, the rep teams for, for Auckland. Um, 
and there was only Auckland, Auckland A or Auckland B. These days you've got all sorts of uh, zones and this zone and that zone in Auckland mm. now that you make. But uh, back in those days, you either made the Auckland team or you didn't make the Auckland team. Um, and then <coughs> I think uh, John Ackland was around those days as well. He was he was uh, he yep. was a uh, one of the rep coaches back then in the uh, in those as us growing up. Um, yeah, they, uh, we got, I think we got caught in the office. It was uh, I think Laurie Stubbings. Laurie Stubbings was the first New Zealand uh, Warriors manager, uh, and at the time he uh, pulled myself and my dad in, and. Um, yeah, he said we want to sign us up, sign sign me up for two thousand dollars. <laughs> and uh, you know, at that time, hey man, I was I was uh, I was over the moon, you know, two thousand dollars. That was like, oh man. Was, before then, I was, up, up until then, I was getting paid uh, a bowl of chopped soy and rice to play the game, so to to get off the two thousand um, dollars. You know, my dad was in tears and. He just said, "Yeah, take him. He's yours. He's, you know, just do what he's need to do." And he was, it was quite a proud day for for the old man. But yeah, two thousand dollars, so um, big money back then. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Can you can you tell us what it was like that first preseason? Um, you know, coming in, training at a brand new club, and and you know, being a professional rugby league player now, uh, and coming in there with a mix of you know unknown New Zealand talent, but. Some really experienced players from Australia and, and and England as well, like you know Greg Alexander, Phil Blake, Dean Bell, and then you had like Dennis Betts and um, Andy Platt. Who's the other guy, yeah. Andy Platt, came Andy over. Platt, from, yeah, yeah. Frano Bonica. If I, take, yeah. if I take it back, you know, like uh, you're saying that, that, that was a professional um, first professional year, but we didn't know what professional rugby league was. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know, uh, we were still training Tuesday and Thursdays at the local, uh, you know, at the local ground. Um, yeah. and, and then '94, I was playing with the North Harbour Seagulls in the uh, inaugural Lion Red Cup, and I remember the the preseason for that. Uh, we did the beep test, and I think most of us all pulled out at about level seven, you know. <laughs> so, and, and for anyone who knows the beef test, uh, yeah, I, I think the front rows yeah. these days go to level 12, 13. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and I'm not talking about me at level seven, I'm talking about the whole team uh, at level, uh, <laughs> level seven. So, um, you know, so that was our professionalism, you know, it was, it was Tuesday, Thursday. So to come up and, and one, um, you know, it was, we weren't training at the, at the local gym, we were training in this. Oh, well, to us it was a million dollar facility that you know the um the facility at uh, Beasley Ave they converted a, a whole warehouse and they had a they had a pool they had a gym they had I mean shit you know like we were like whoa <laughs> I, hey we're still 17 18 kids you know like uh oh, it was mind-blowing um so yeah it was pretty exciting times um and then you know like you said Brandy uh, Greg Alexander to be in the changing of this guy, uh, the Dean Bells, Phil Blakes. Um, it was like, shit, you know, it was like we were too scared to talk, you know, we we're just in, in the kid in the candy store. So, um, it was just overall, it was just um, such an exciting time, um, just to be in the environment, um, you know, uh doing what we love doing at a whole nother level. Um, you know, having a fitness test was new things to us. Um, having a, um, 
bench press test, um, height jump test. We we had a guy, the first trainer. He he come from America, so he uh, he was uh, you know he was a I think a, a, a um, state college uh, wrestling uh, champion, and he was a powerlifting champion, and he come in. Uh, obviously the 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 gridiron and, and rugby league is totally different sports so he got us pumping weights and lifting you know we're, we're pretty massive um, um, so it, it was training I think we we're starting at 8 seven thirty in the mornings till three in the afternoons and uh, just free clothes getting we're getting all awesome. so if you can imagine this is Island boys, myself including you know, just coming from a Tuesday, Thursday fundraising to get our uh, tracksuit. Uh, usually, you know, trying to get one tracksuit uh, to get all these uh, sponsored yeah. gears thrown at us. <laughs> like, damn, we got Christmas every day, so it's pretty special. Yeah. All the DB bitter gear, yeah. All the DB. We even we even got a, a tray of DB bitter. Um, you know, well, once a week, I think it was. So it was in, in, all in our locker room. <laughs> Uh, wasn't the best tasting beer, but uh, hey, we, we took it, they were giving it to us. So, yeah, have you still got some of the gears that they gave you, mate? I didn't have the gears after the first year, my family all had it. They, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I've, uh, like I was born and raised demand, in Auckland, yeah. uh, yeah, born and raised in Auckland. Uh, I'm the youngest uh, of nine. Um, and you know, I couldn't have done what I could uh, had done without my family's support, prayers. Um, so mm. you know, and it was the first. We I didn't know how long I was going to be there. So um, you know, as soon as yeah. as soon as that final, right. uh, the last game was had, uh, mate, that my, my my gears were gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> Yeah, well, well, you blokes. I, I have, got, I have, I, I have actually got, I have actually got the uh, jersey that I wore, the first jersey that I, the plane jersey. So, I have got my oh, first jersey. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that's good. The bird jersey. That'd oh, be, awesome. Great that'd one to awesome. hang on to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you blokes were were busy training and sweating it out in the gym, pumping iron. The whole country was gripped with warriors fever heading into that first game in 1995. How do you remember the build up to that very first game? Uh. Well, I, I tell people now, you know, like I, when I look back at now, it was almost like we we're um, uh, on par with the All Blacks, you know, on, on that, on yeah. the, the hype, you know, the the hype was going on in New Zealand. I mean, as you guys will know, rugby is always going to be the number one sport in New Zealand. But for that first year, and especially that, before that first game, oh man, it was unreal. I mean, we were jet boating into the viaduct for our jerseys presentation. You know, they had the team coming from, oh, jeez, I forgot which part of the viaduct. Jet boating and all of it. We all had jet skis coming into the, in, in the viaduct. Wow. Uh, and they had the, I think Hercules, the, the film was getting filmed in New Zealand. So oh, we had yeah. the actor, um, you know, waiting as one of the, yeah. that's it. Yeah, he was waiting in the yeah. viaduct and, you know, the, the lights were going on and, and this was, I think they were just naming the team <laughs> the week before the game. And it was like, honestly, mate, it was it was just like we thought we were living a dream. We were in a dream world. Eh? It was just unreal. Um, I, I wasn't named in the in the um, in the first team that week, but uh, I, just being part of it. Uh, I think that week of the the week of the 
of the first game, we also had a fitness test. We got flogged. We got flogged, and it was an open training. It was an open training, and we had about oh, maybe seven to ten, maybe seven ten thousand people at the stadium. Mount Smart to watch us train uh, the week before, and oh my gosh, we they killed us. They literally absolutely killed us. They eh? like we're like shit. Um, but uh, I just yeah, the, obviously the March tenth will uh, will stay in the hearts for March a long 10, time yeah. for for myself and. Uh, um, uh, you know, it was just you know numbing. We played the first game. I think we had thirty thousand. I feel it might have been a full stadium when we played, and we were in the reserve grade. Um, and and then we quickly, you know, we were buzzing from our first game in front of a, the biggest crowd that we've ever played in front of, and in front of our families. Um, so we quickly, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think half the boys, or if not ninety uh, percent of the boys, didn't even shower. We just put on our our number ones and ran outside. Because uh, if you can remember those first days or the first year, especially the the pre entertainment was a yeah was worth the admission on the train. I think the they we average on yeah. I, I forget the the, uh, the numbers, but I think it was a hundred thousand they used to spend on the uh, entertainment pre match entertainment. Oh wow! Yeah, it was it was a big uh, it was yes. something like that. I, I don't know the exact number, but it was a lot of money. Uh, the pre um, pre game entertainment. So, um, yeah, so we raced out there, man. It was just electrifying. Eh? It was like thirty thousand. You couldn't hear yourself think. Um, and then when the boys, the tunnel, the the the, the tunnel lit up. You know, the flames started going. <laughs> it was flames, like yeah. boom. The drums were going. The crowds was roaring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Pretty yeah, special. It was, a, it was a massive atmosphere, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Anyone who attended or even watched that game at Mount Smart will, will never forget that spectacle of you know the boys walking out in the tunnel, the fire um, going yeah. on the side of them, the drums being played, um, and you just touched <laughs> on it. But yeah, what was it like playing, which was essentially the opening act in that reserve grade game that day? Was like. 30,000 people there watching you guys play just would have been... Yeah, uh, uh, I think they put on extra seating. They, they, they put on extra seating. I think they had, you know, put an extra 5,000 seats. Uh, the, the tickets was in such a demand. Um, it was just, um, yeah, we're, it was it was warrior mania, uh, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, it's one of those that just went by just like that. It, just, it was just... It came and it went, and you just we just had to we just went on this awesome ride. Uh, but um, you know, like I said, it was the reserve grade was a lot of us uh, Kiwi based players uh, yeah. that yep. had a year be, a year before. Um, I think the you know we had played in front of uh, you know maybe five hundred people, a thousand people. You know that that's the capacity of. of uh, Oh no, I lie. We 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 had some good crowds, but not not to thirty five thousand or thirty no, odd thousand, nah. and not to the hype that was going that night. Um, you know, and to yeah, we you know, like I said, not so long before that, we were watching it on the TV, on the three three uh, channel TV that we had in uh, growing up in New Zealand. <clears throat> yeah, well. You mentioned the reserve grade side. Well, that had some pretty handy players involved in, in the that game and, and throughout the year. None more so than an 18-year-old kid named Stacy Jones. Um, did you have much to do with him growing up and playing footy? 
yeah, he was a, <clears throat> well, we, we attended um, high school together. I'm the same age as his brothers. Uh, he's got twin brothers. So um, he was always the snotty brother, little brother. Uh, that, you know, that was a couple, I think he's two or three years younger uh, than myself. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we, we were St. Paul's College, which is uh, known as a breeding ground for, for, uh, for rugby league boys. You know, we've had a lot of... Uh, successful names that have come out um, from from St. Paul's College. Uh, and I guess the, the most uh, noting name is Mark Graham. Um, yep. You know, mm. he's come out, uh, you know, if, if not the greatest uh, rugby league player to come out, arguably. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yep. yeah, so Stacey was there with likes of, uh, well, my cousin Nigel. You know, we were, me and him, uh, two weeks apart. Um, Dave Solomona. Um, he's he's the same age as Stacy. Um, I think that was just our year. We had uh, Greg Wolfgram who played for Canberra. Yep. Um, yeah, I so yeah, we had some we had some uh, in our time. Yeah, we had some uh, bit, had a bit of time with Stacy, you know, um, through the college, and then uh, well, because of his talent, uh, as we made age groups, he was always playing. He made some rep teams that are, are you know above his year. Yep. So. The um that that. Opening game on in '95, uh, that main game that night was the ultimate one that got away, really, with a little bit of Alfie Langer magic uh, getting the Broncos home. What's yeah. your recollection being there live at the game, just experiencing that whole atmosphere? Yeah, well, I, I guess you know, like the hype was uh, there was, uh, you know, if I put it to like the Tongan game, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, the chanting, yes. it was just non stop, yes. it was just like. But this was just thirty-five thousand Tongans, you know, in Warriors jersey. <laughs> uh, um, you know, it was a, it was one of those special moments, and you know, to be just about to beat the uh, reigning premiers, I think oh, they were. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. team stacked of stars that were just yes. were like, man, we're on the verge. But then, then uh, yeah, like you said, I think that that four foot halfback number seven, like he did so many times in his career, eh? he just uh, oh. he crushed us. Crushed us in that last with his, was it a chip kick? You know, he looks looks one way and chips the other way to himself yeah. and regather. No, he's, he's, so, he was unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's uh, you know look back at now and you know it was it was that was probably the only thing that ruined a perfect night. Uh, I guess an opening night, yeah. but um, you know you can't I can't uh, take away the actual the whole event as a whole um, to be the first be part of the first. Um, um, yeah. bunch of players to be and uh, have a New Zealand team in this in our uh, what was it? Uh, ARL, ARL. <laughs> <ARL>, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was special, you know, for us to uh, local boys just just having our families out there. Uh, yep. Like I said, you know, we've all grown up, um, you know, and I, 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 I speak on all the boys that were from the local. We, we were fundraising. Growing up, juniors, there was grassroots rugby was tough. So you know, there was a lot yeah. of tow tickets sold by the parents. There was a lot of barbecues done. There was a lot of yeah. just to you know to get us to um, regional uh, tournaments, and that was in uh, Rotorua or uh, as far as Christchurch. So our parents did a lot of fundraising. So to be able to play in front of that, uh, be part of that team, and have our parents, have our families uh, sit on sit on the sideline wearing our gears that we weren't supposed to give away, but they took, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. um, 
yeah, you can't you can't beat those uh, those all those memories will live uh, in our hearts for a long time. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Well, the, the very next week we travel to Wollongong to take on the Illawarra Steelers, and you actually make your first grade debut. So, what was yeah. the conversation with uh, John Money like leading up to that? You know, because uh, um, I think uh, it was Gavin Hill got injured. Hmm. I think uh, yeah, it was through injury. Um, and I think that the week leading up to it was a blur because it was, you know, I got given the nod <laughs> and I wasn't, uh, it was uh, nerves and uh, shitting myself that I'm going to be playing, you know, but an excitement <laughs> as well um, to be you know, basically live the dream, uh, you know, about to be, um, live the um Start the my my role as a as a as a football player and having yep. being named in the in the in the first team, you know, just yeah. I think all the emotions come with it, you know. Just um, you know, um, watching the parents, uh, my 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 family being proud um, of that because mm-hmm. um, they come with me, they ride with my um, my achievement was their achievements, you know, and and, and likewise yep. um, when I achieve, they achieve. Because uh, it was a, I guess you know the old, uh, uh, it takes a village. Well, I had a I had a pretty good village, so it was my yeah. my way of uh, giving, saying thanks, uh, having that first game. Yeah, so <clears throat> had to get some extra tickets, but you know, uh, it was, oh, we better give me tickets. So yeah, I was going. Should I haven't even played a game and asking for more tickets? I was a bit too shy. So, uh, but I I managed to get the. Uh, the old uh, their tickets and uh, so everybody yeah we had everybody turn out but uh, again uh, it, w- it was another packed state every week every week I'm pretty sure it was over thirty thousand people that turned up every week for that first year. <clears throat> we lost that game twenty eight forty against the the Steelers. Um, yeah. Aside from the Thank result, you. what are your memories uh, of making your ARL debut like? Um, nerves. Um, and yeah. yep. Uh, I remember um, having a big power chuck in the. You remember bathroom. much about the game? No. <laughs> uh, but I remember. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's. Um, you know, you, you think about it for so many years, and then all of a sudden. You're you're actually playing in the in this this yeah. wild dream that you thought you're never going to be playing in, and it's uh, and um you know and again you get you get or I'm, I was I was at 18, 19. Um, I'm on the main stage, you know, I'm part of the main game, and so you know I was excited, I was nervous, um, I was playing. Uh, Again, I think it was Rod Wishart. I was looking at, you know, he was the winger. Yeah. He said, I was ringer, Paul Rod Wishart, yeah. uh, Paul McGregor. And yeah. there was a, uh, the Queensland prop, um, Dale Fritz. Big bad Darren was... Fritz. Darren, Darren Fritz, Fritz with the mullet. Yeah, <laughs> the he mullet. was a monster of a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and like, you know, got a mark up, you know, all these. And there was a, there's a gangly second row. I forgot his name, but he was a quality um, ghoulie, ghoulie. Oh, Scott, um, Scott Goulet, Scott Goulet, Scott Goulet. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
um, you know, there was, I mean, yeah, quality players everywhere. You know, look at these guys and and people talk about these, you know, the likes of these guys nowadays. And, and you know, even for me sitting now and talking, I can't believe I've played alongside some of these guys. Hey, you know, that these mm-hmm. people talk about 20, 30 years after they've retired. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I know I struggled to breathe after. <laughs> I think I was that excited. I got on the field and I, yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, it was just the hype of it, uh, the speed of it. I'm like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should have went on. I should have went for those runs that my uh, coaches used to tell me. But uh, yeah. uh, yeah, definitely the, uh, uh, on the extras. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you know, definitely one of those games that uh, those moments that I'll I'll never forget. Um, yeah, so special day. Yeah, round well, round three. The club records the first ever win with a massive victory over the Western Suburbs Magpies in front of 21,000 home fans. Unfortunately, it will be remembered for an interchange mishap that led to us yeah. having an extra player used on the field and having two yeah. competition points deducted. How do you remember that well-publicised event? I remember us being about 30 points up. <laughs> I'm sitting on the bench high-fiving the boys. And then I get the call up, I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously, hey, we're just players. I, I don't count how many subs yeah. we, uh, they, they've done or not done, you know. Um, <laughs> right. So it, it, the sun's shining. We're having a good win. There's no chance of them winning. Um, you know, my name gets called. I get thrown on the field. We're all high-fiving after the game. Everybody's happy-dory. And then, you know. Uh, I think it was a day or, or maybe that night, you know, we got told we get disqualified two points. Yeah. Uh, and and everybody points out, the, uh, you know, uh, and uh, the extra substitute, Joe Vargas, was going, it was, hey, what did you do? I said, I, I, didn't, I didn't make the call to put myself <laughs> so, And it just happened that year we, we missed out on the top eight by two points, I think it was. Uh, so, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, thanks um, for bringing that up, boys. You know, I was trying to forget yeah, no about worries, that, really, but yeah, thanks, we, we thanks, boys. To blame yourself, though. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's, it's all about the total coverage. <laughs> exactly. We did get our first official win in in the round six game against Illawarra Steelers in front of a home crowd of thirty two thousand people. Um, can you tell us the feelings and emotions with the squad on that day to finally get record two competition points that you could keep? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we had to wait there and make it just make sure they uh, confirm it, you know, a couple of days after. But uh, um, I, I guess you know, even that game, just where the, the hype for us, new guys, you know, just the hype was still there in, uh, uh, around the um, organization. Um, and you know, like everybody, you put the preseason hard work in, uh, you know. The first three, you know, first few games, you know, was you know the first one we just lost in the last minute, and then you know we get a bit of a, yeah. so to to come away with that win was just a, a bit of a exciting because it was our first ever recorded, uh, uh, ARL win, um, as well as a relief, like you know because, I guess when you when you got all this, um, the support you do ha- we did have. Uh, those days, you know, you just want to get a win, not only for for the boys ourselves, but you know, for everybody else that's uh, um, that's uh, on the on the Warriors train. So, 
a bit of relief. It was a lot of relief, a lot of excitement. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, the 1995 season itself is somewhat inconsistent, unusual, I know, for the Warriors. Uh, but we, uh, we string together six consecutive wins late in the season to set up a possible top eight finish. So we're right in it. So ultimately, we fall just short and are pounded by the Broncos at ANZ Stadium in the final round. Four tries from Steve Renoff. I remember it well because I was there. Um, how do you look back on and remember the Warriors' first ever season, the 95 season? How do you sort of look back on that as a whole? Uh, as a whole, well, as a player, special. Um, it was yep. a special. I mean, regardless uh, where we finished and how we finished, um, it was one of those. Every every single game was a first. It, that whole year was a, a lot of first mm. for uh, as a club, as a player, as individuals, as a team. Um, it was a first for all of us. Um, so off the field, on the field. You know, it was new. Uh, like I said, the training daily, training six, uh, five, six days a week was new. Um, you know, we were getting our heads around it, flying overseas. And, we, yeah, we'd never been flying anywhere. And next thing we're on uh, flying pretty much every second week, staying in hotels. Um, it was just, it was just a year of, um, I guess, uh, yeah, news. Uh, everything was new for us, and it was ex so exciting for us. And we're just like living the dream for a year, you know, just <laughs> that first year. Um, on the field was a lot of learning. The body was battered because shit, you know, we'd first time ever played in that type yep. of competition, week in, week out. No easy games. Yep. You get battered. Oh. You know, uh, you, you get battered. You, uh, you, the next day you're back on the weights, you're back on uh, in the pool, you're you know training. So the body was adapting to all this. Uh, you know, going, what the hell's happening here? <laughs> uh, Touch the nose. So uh, you know, um, and to miss out, like I said, by two points to be in the top eight, that would have been you know one yeah. of those. Oh, if only, if only it was you know yeah. they gave us that that you know shit call that you know for. Mm. Or whoever made you know, whatever there was no one reason why we didn't make the top eight it was you know uh, mm. a whole case of uh, a few things and we just missed out and it would have been a, a special a special moment just like the first game it would have been such a special mm. we're talking about their first game in front of the pack crowd home game and we beat the reigning oh. premiers you know wasn't meant to be uh, but you know um yeah it was can't take away the special moments that I've had in that first year, the friends, the bonds that we've had. Um, mm. And to be here, you know, I was fortunate to, that was one of first of uh, of a few years. So, yeah, I was quite blessed. You, you spoke before about um, travelling and staying in hotels and so forth. Did you have right. a roommate you, when you travelled to Australia to play games? And if so, who was it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, um, I got roomied with uh, Andy Platt uh, a couple of times, yeah. which oh, was pretty yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. He was a yeah. seasoned uh, professional player from uh, the uh, Wigan at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. the first part was yep. trying to trying to trying to understand his uh, his Yorkshire, uh, oh, not Yorkshire, <laughs> his English accent, you know. So, um, but he was a you know was, accent, yeah. um, uh, brick. 
Shittown's step fellow, you know, is just a solid muscle. Yeah. Uh, so yep. roommate of him, and you know, he was older than me. Uh, so you know, had to uh, uh, you know do the do the uh, do my do my chores and uh, yep. ask the old Wait fella if he needed a cup yep. of tea, and then uh, you know, got to earn my way up. So up the ladder, and yep. you know, uh, take my shoe, you know, and, uh, make the tea. For, uh, yeah, as you do, mate. You had to, uh, like you said, back in those days, they got to got to start from the bottom and earn your way up. Uh, but you know, awesome guy. I also got roommate of uh, City Area a lot over the years. Um, I, I always try to, uh, yeah, I always uh, ask not to be roomed with him, but. Uh, yeah, he always used to get me in trouble. Uh, mate, you know, these fellas, I think it's, you know, I think these, these hookers from Porridor, mate, oh, jeez. There's something about these hookers, isn't it? It's always hookers. Uh, mate, it's always the small guys that get you in trouble, eh? They always, yeah. you know, they, they, they're always uh, cheeky, and then after a couple of beers, they get worse. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah. yeah we had some, to, some little man. Oh, not wrong, not wrong. But uh, yeah, we had a blast, mate. Had a blast. I mean, like you, like I said, it's uh, you know, um, live, staying in hotels, flying in, uh, getting uh, um, koru koru lounges, um, car parks, uh, to go to hotels, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's all you know. I think yeah. some of us put on weight. Uh, we just go like, oh shit, and then I think they had to ban some of us. Say, hey, you guys uh, skipped your lunch. Go have a sandwich. Uh, he's putting on too much weight. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, like I said, it was just, um, uh, yeah, it was just an eye-opener that first year. Um, we had a, such a great time, uh, learnt a lot, um, found out a lot about ourselves uh, because, um, yeah, you know, although we were living the dream, there was always a Monday to Friday of training and getting flogged and testing mm. and ba- bashing the body around. And that was the first year that a lot of us had had to, condition the body to and the mind um to do it week in day in day out um so um and as we all know not it's uh you know the uh injuries are part of the game um you you fall out of favor you lose mates along the way um uh, um yeah so yeah it was definitely a journey but uh definitely one that uh i cherish we, we must talk about the Super League war, which erupted early in that 95 season. Um, how much of an impact was it on you guys as a player? And was a decision made early on by the club to align with Super League? And what do you remember about their approach to you? Uh, yeah, well, hey, you know, it, it was spoke about, well, we were still rookies in the game, eh? We were just... Really young, you were really young bucks. So a lot of us didn't even have agents. You know, we we're just um, going off the yeah. back of you know where to go, who to you know who to talk to. Um, yep. I remember when those Super League talks happened, when it actually happened, um, we got all got caught in, and we got told uh, we all, we we all have to go to. I think it was called. I think it was the. It's called the. Uh, it was the Langham Hotel, I think it's called. It was in Auckland. Oh, the Sheraton Hotel. Had to meet the boss of uh, of uh, Super League. Oh, yeah. And and if if you don't sign there, you'll you'll miss the bus. And that's oh. and so oh. so us young guys, you had no a- agents. We were like, oh shit, okay. Um, well, we better go up inside, you know. And that, <laughs> I'm talking about a lot of us guys. Yeah. You know, we, we 
and, and the, some of us had played, this is, we had about a year or two years under our belt now. Um, and so, you know, no agents new to us. We're going to see the, uh, the owners of uh, the new competition one-on-one or one, you know, we're going in by ourselves. We get thrown this uh, check in front of us. And at that time, I went, oh, shit, yeah, I'll we'll, we'll do this. So we signed. And yeah. the next day, we've gone, oh, did everybody sign? And then the guys who are experienced guys, okay, oh, no, no, we've got to talk to our manager. We've given it to our manager. We said, oh, shit, we thought we had to sign today. They got told us that we missed the bus and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's, oh. I guess, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, we, we found out uh, later on that uh, guys had uh, waited and signed for all sorts of dollars and then they signed yeah. guys who had never played yeah. ARL, uh, any uh, first grade games, signed them on way double than what we got signed for uh, just oh. to get the numbers in the competition and we're like, oh man, we got told. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, we're, like I said, we're, we're just the young bucks and uh, yeah, uh, that's how it was done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Super League, it threatens to derail the 1996 season, but the two competitions eventually do come back together to unite to play out the season. And in round three, we play Western Suburbs in a fiery clash out at Campbelltown Stadium, and you yourself produce a juggling act to score your first career try. You must remember that oh, one. Food. First of many, first of many. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Many. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if it was if I was correct, it was uh, Andrew, Andrew the fullback. Uh, he was a uh, Andrew Leeds. Andrew Leeds. Yeah. Lucky I had him in front of me. I think. Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I got given the short ball. I think it. Uh, well, I, uh, I I tell people. Bounced off my big chest, but someone said it bounced off my, my stomach. Um, and I yeah, <laughs> jumped it up, had a, had a bit of a fumble in the air. Um, and yeah, luckily got it down, but uh, just around the sticks, if I recall correctly. But yeah, right. Um, sticks, yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well, it's, it's one of those, uh, the more I tell it, uh, you know, over the years, I, I went from about uh, seven meters out from the trial line to about uh, 65 meters out. <laughs> And uh, I beat about yeah. ten players, uh, but uh, in reality, I think I think I just uh, caught, caught, fumbled the ball, caught it, and uh, fell over, <laughs> fell over Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that um, in '95 you play eight games, mainly coming off the interchange uh, bench. But in '96 you become pretty heavily entrenched in that Warriors first grade squad, playing 20 games that season. That must have been awesome for you to be playing top grade footy every week. Um, yeah, again, um, uh, you know, Auckland was my hometown, and to be part of this Auckland team and and uh, playing al- alongside some of my mates, um, you know, uh, and playing alongside these uh, these Aussie superstar, you know, stars that we had in our team was um, mm. it was a special moment. So. Um, yep. Everybody aims to get to the first grade. That's that's you know that's the pinnacle for any club club players. Are eh? you trying to get to that first grade spot? Uh, and I was lucky to get into it in uh, round round two. Uh, broke my arm later on that year, over uh, uh, in '95. So to come back mm. um, in '96 and, and um, 
uh, and get a, you know get a few games under my belt um, on and off from the bench to starting. Um, yeah, uh, it was you know I, I had a year under my belt, getting conditioned, body body um, hardened, better training attitude, um, everything like that, everything. I was a bit more um, uh, one year accustomed to. Had uh, the uh, the life of a, a full-time rugby league player, <laughs> and also getting the uh, not only on the field and under training room, but also um, you know comes the when you're in the limelight or when you're in the in the spotlight, it's uh, you know comes when when when, the, when things are going good, it's fine. But when 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 it's not so good, you get all the you know all the uh, chatter from the the crowd, the fans, and 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 the public, you know, if I see you out and about, you know, he's a shit, you know, you this and that, and oh, why are you in the team? And and you've got to be mentally tough. Um, but that's yeah, I guess it's part and parcel. But uh, you know, like you know, these guys these days, it's you know, she's you know, we didn't have um, we didn't have phone cameras when we were around days, so I feel for the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them pick their nose and they get you know photo taken up in large and put yeah. on the paper or so and so it's picked their nose at this bar one o'clock in the morning like but, uh, not only that yeah. rather than rather than yeah. getting abused to their face they get um social media posts put on uh you so, know yeah you know, and it's uh you know, and with mental health these days you know it's uh i mean it's been around but obviously in the, over the last, over recent years it's been highlighted and yep and, uh, and 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 that, and that's good to make you know aware that these guys you know not everybody you know we see that we just we've we started this as a as something we love to do um, yep. and we've just been put in a, we're just uh, fortunate and, and 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 blessed to be uh, put in roles and, and and earn money good money for it and um, mm. and yeah so um, unfortunately it's one of those that come with the come with the territory of being in the spotlight and it's all sport <clears throat> yeah it is yeah well again um yeah well said yeah again inconsistency plagues the 1996 season and again we've we finished just short of a finals berth um you kind of touched on this before but but how tough was it to back up from an obviously emotional debut season for the whole club to sort of back it up for that second season um yeah well looking back at it now you know the uh, that first season, you're riding on a high because it's the first, and um, you know just on this on this high. And then after that first year, that goes away, and we just missed out. We're a bit bummed. So you know we're you know we're pumped, but we're bummed, but we're pumped for the following year, knowing oh shit, we, you know we just missed out. Now it was because of um, whoever sent Joel on the field and made him the fifth, uh, you know the extra sub. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean that inconsistency. Um, and, and that second year wasn't so, you know, because um, it was our second year. Uh, it was um, it, when you have to play this game at a high level. You got to be mentally tough as well as physically, yeah. physically tough in this game. Um, and and obviously, you know, for 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 us back then. Um, uh, we weren't we weren't up to you know we weren't physically mentally tough week in week out and that's a cold uh, truth I mean mm. um, you know the ability there we you know we could play we could beat any team when we played to our potential but to play it 80 minutes 
and not slack off like it is today. It's a, it's a simple game yeah. in our rugby league. Mm. If you play it simple and play it for 80 minutes and play it tough, uh, you win 90% of the game, if not more. Um, but it's, um, you know, it's always up here, the mental toughness mm. um, yep. that, that I think us, that um, that's always been a, a Achilles heel for, 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 well, that's what I put it down to, um, is the mental toughness mm. week in, week out. Um, you know, they were saying about flights. Well, yep. you know, we had to fly over. Yeah, we did have to fly over, but, um, you know, we, we we weren't flying uncomfortably. We were in the day before. We got used to it. You know, again, we did it the first year. So the second year, we were used to it. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, I don't put any games that we've lost because we flew and, mm. you know, we were flying and all that sort yeah. of stuff. It was just uh, being consistent for 80 minutes. Um, we weren't, yep. yeah, we weren't. <clears throat> the, um, at the end of the 96 season, you're rewarded uh, being selected in the Kiwi squad. And you play five tests, uh, two against Papua New Guinea and three against Great Britain. You make your debut at Rotorua in uh, 62 to 8 thrashing of the Kummels. Um What was yeah. it like making your debut for your country? Oh, well, <clears throat> you know, like I said, the, the first grade, the, the, um, the, the, um, the first goal was to make the NRL team. And then yep. when you're trying to get into them and, you know, trying to prove yourself in there, well, obviously the next is, you know, well, there was no um, Queensland or New South mm-hmm. Wales. It was the Kiwis Kiwis team. Yep. Um, and so to get the call up, um, well, yeah, as you can imagine, it was a special. Um, got the phone call from Frank. Um, who had, had known from um, the junior Kiwis. He was our junior, mm-hmm. Ki- like junior Kiwi coach in 92. So I've had a couple of years under Frank, and he was also the reserve grade coach for the Warriors um, in the first couple of years. <coughs> so to, to get the call up was, oh, yeah, it was special. Uh, I remember going into my room, uh, I forgot what hotel, um, you know, it was the first day of camp, meeting up the room, and I'm rooming with Quinton Pongia. Um, this is only my second year. I'm still a rookie. That guy's, you know, done it all. He's 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 scary, you know. Yeah. Um, I walk in the room. He's he's lying on the bed. He's got the blankets pulled over, and all, and all you can see is his feet with black toenails. He's got <laughs> black toenails. He's just a West Coast fellow, and he's just looking. At, he's looked at me. He's, hey. <laughs> hey boy. Hi, <laughs> hi, Quinton. Hi, how you going? <laughs> and back then, the, the beds are right next to each other, double beds, uh, you know. But uh, he just had that aura, you know. He 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 was the one guy who, yeah, I was the a great front row. I thought I think the greatest front row I've uh, played alongside. But uh, just his aura and and his his work ethic. And his uh, mana that he had, mm. uh, you know, as a, as a second year rugby league NRL or ARL player to come in and your your roomies Quinton Pongia, like holy shit, um, yeah, it was quite intimidating, but uh, you yep. know I wouldn't have changed it because I learned I learned how somebody who gets to that level is supposed to act. So yep. yeah, you um you scored your yep. 
you scored your first international try in the second game against the Commonwealth. Do you, do you remember that? Do you remember anything about that try? I think that was from 70 out. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Dummy, stepped. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, uh, Rotorua Stadium, I think that was a... Uh, uh, I think Grant um, and uh, it was a big it was a big score because uh, and Grant Young was also the other front row who had made his debut. Yep. Um, yeah. And yeah, he, I think he scored sixty four nil that day. <coughs> hey, that was sixty four nil that day. He's won that game. Yeah, but yeah. oh well, you know the score line didn't uh, show how tough these Kumus were. Mm. Man, there was, I don't know if you've. Oh, well, if you've ever played against the Kumu boys, eh? they're just like Made 90 granite. kilos granite. of muscle. Yeah, just solid. Oh, honest, they're just like, I was like, shit, they're like, they're probably five foot two, but it was five foot two of bloody iron rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so despite us winning a big scoreline, we, you know, it was some pretty uh, battled and uh, some, some big knocks and they didn't have the, the stars that they have these days. Um, they had one or two just breaking through the NRL um, uh, teams. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that team, uh, you know, yeah, we obviously had a good win. Uh, but, yeah, Grant Fox scored one. And so uh, he was he was making his debut. And I was, uh, I was lucky to get a meat pie not long after him. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And, again, one of those special moments. First, first couple of times. Uh, you know, um, putting on that black jersey, you know, the family all drove down, all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, special moments. It was, uh, I think, because we had a five-week tour because we had Great Britain after yeah. the three tests against Great Britain after the two against the Kumos. Correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, so from the high of making your test debut, we go into the 1997 season, which is the official first ever Super League season. And it's a year that uh, no rugby league fan will ever forget and probably for the wrong reasons. Um, mm. So it's obviously the first ever split competition. You play in round one against the Broncos at ANZ Stadium, a game I was lucky enough to attend. And the pregame show was spectacular. I mean, I remember they had a laser show across the field and musical acts, and this was the whole Super League vibe that they were bringing in. Was this an exciting time for yourself and the club going into the first actual Super League season? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a strange time because, you know, like you said, the competition was split, and there was talks of, oh, you know, which, te- which, which competition was better than who, you know, you're missing these players in this comp and these players in that comp. Um, but uh, yeah, so we were—I guess we were in the Super League, and so we were determined to make Super League uh, the the competition. Uh, you know, so um, yeah, so we as players, and again, this is uh, this is our, my third year, so we're still very raw. You know, we this is uh, still a this. Um, I'm still on the excitement train of being being able to play and do what I love doing and get paid for it. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, definitely there was still excitement there, but there was, yeah, it was a strange, especially early on with uh, a split competition. Uh, I do remember we had the uh, Super League board in these new balls, which are almost like rounded balls. I don't know if they lasted yeah. the whole combo. I don't That's think right. they did, but um, it was massive balls. Uh, not my balls, but the the rugby balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That um, that Super League season itself is a bit of a disappointment for the club, despite the late fight back where we win four of our last five games. However, we do enjoy a bit of success in that infamous World Club Challenge. Uh, how exciting was it for you guys to play like with the club team? Yeah, um, well, again, inconsistency, uh, <clears throat> um, mentally and physically, or me mentally not up to the game, 80 minutes, week in, week out. Um, but to get away, you know, I guess uh, we're, this was our third year and this is where we start learning about uh, the public pressures uh, of, of the sport, you know, now that the first year was uh, the fairy tale this, of um uh, inaugural season then the second year people you know people start oh you know start having their own um i guess uh, uh opinions and then the third season now you know like hey come on you know um so um when i guess it was uh how we looked at it, it was always one t we're one team we're the only team so we win uh if we lose it was like we get bagged if we if we win oh, they did okay yeah. um where we were with the, in the year, I think it was the Blues and the Blues back then were winning. But when they lost, the media would focus on the other New Zealand team that would win, like the Hurricanes, or, you know. The, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's how, that's how we felt anyway. But, um, so to get away for, uh, for the World Club Challenge, um, get out of the pressures of home hometown uh, um, uh, um scrutiny from our home mm. fans, which was fair enough, you know. Um, but it was just to get out. Um, I think we are based in north of England. And, you know, we ended up playing some of their top teams, St. Helens, Bradford at the time. Yep. Uh, and we ended up winning. And we had yeah. some good, um, tough, yeah. tough fought wins. Um, and, yeah, it was, you know, I guess, like they say, when you win, winners are grinners, and we were grinning. Um, yep. And just to get away out of the, like I said, get away um, of the pressures of home home media, um, and to get a, you know, just to leave that at home for for a few weeks and get over there and have some good games in there about. It was good. Yeah, well, the club won all six games against our UK based opposition, and the qualifying mm. final against Bradford. Um, so unfortunately, we went down to the Broncos in the semi final. Um, what are your thoughts on the competition and the club success in that World Cup club challenge? Uh, <clears throat> well, I guess if anything, um, yeah, it was uh, the club success to get to that was the furthest we win in any club uh, mm. at that stage. Day. Um, yeah, we, it was the Broncos at ANZ Stadium, I think it was, that uh, you know, uh, and then uh, then we didn't have a good night again. Uh, a roller coaster night. Yeah, it was, it was a close uh, but, game. You know, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too yeah. much in it. Yeah. Um, but then they, I think they lost to Canale in the final. Did Canale win the first or the uh, uh, Hunter Mariners? Bron Hunter Mariners, yeah. <laughs> oh, they, uh, the Broncos uh, beat the Hunter Mariners at, um, it was played at uh, Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah. Oh, okay, Hunter, yeah. Mariners, Hunter Mariners beat Cronulla in the other semi. Mm, yes. Right. Yeah, so I guess as a club, uh, an achievement um, that, that, that was the first, you know, mm. getting into a semi-final. 
Uh, although there's always those people, oh, you only played the English in it, but uh, you know, we 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 uh, it was it lifted the spirits for mm. for us as players to get to a, a semi final, regardless what 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 people were saying. Some people were saying, um, yeah, and to to have in a competition uh, that we were, it was the first time that this, uh, um, which we thought was great, you know, being being playing. Uh, uh, going over and playing the, on the other side of the world was yeah. again some first for us, um, and, and uh, I guess it showed the the, the differences and the the of of the Super League in England compared to the Super League in in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. So there was a big gap at that time, and I guess unfortunately the English didn't like how big a gap was because all their top teams lost to, you know. Uh, well, I think all of the teams, and especially you know, the top teams, losing to the likes of us who were struggling in the in our uh, ARL and beating their top teams, so uh, didn't go well, too well down for those fellas. No, the um the nineteen ninety eight season sees the competition officially reunite um, again under the new NRL banner. Uh, the club recruits the late great Quentin Pongia. Now, you spoke about him a little bit before, but how much of an influence was he on your career being, you know, one of the premier props that uh, the New Zealanders produced? Um, yeah, well, you know, like I, said, yeah, I used to watch him, uh, obviously, uh, as, an, uh, as a fellow player, and, and you, you have to watch who the best are to be better. You know, not only play and wake mm-hmm. out, but you watch how every, every other prop plays and what their strengths are, what their weaknesses try and learn. Um, we had VCRs back then, so you'd have to play stop start. Yep. You know, I'm sure the boys have got uh, <laughs> they get centered in the yeah. disc down and, and IT over here, but uh, yeah, so obviously I knew what Quinton was done, uh, he'd done uh, and what he achieved in, at the Canberra Raiders, uh, him and Johnny Lomax, um, you know, and then to yeah. be signing, signing him, and um, I guess it was, um. You know, for forward, it was like, man, yes, it, you know, it gave you that confidence. I guess um, just having somebody of his reputation that he had in the in the ARL, you know, he, it was a no nonsense, um, hard, honest player mm. um, that uh, earned respect, uh, that demanded respect from everybody, everybody on the field. Um, and and he played like it was his last game every game, so yeah. um, and it was that, that sort of stuff. But um, you know, once he did come on, um, once he was that year when we we're training, you, you you see how he plays. But uh, like I mentioned or touched on earlier, it's how he carries himself um, yep. from the Monday to Friday, how he trains. I mean, I remember uh, doing a pose session at, at uh, on a training, and he used to belt. You know, he used to belt us like he was playing a game. It was that, you know, he used to have froth coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm going, um, come on, man, this is training. But that's the mentality that he goes, nah, stuff that you can need to be, you know, you need to catch up here. You need to get up here. And this is how we need to play if you we need to compete. Um, and that's how he carried himself. It was like, oh, he was one hard bastard. Um, and... You know, he's, yeah, by easiest, the, the greatest uh, front row I've played with, or the, the best front row I've played with, even alongside. Yeah, well, another key 1998 recruit was your cousin, Noel.
Nigel, who returns to the club, and he proves an instant attacking weapon. Um, was there much of a rivalry between you and him growing up? Uh, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> so we we we're, we're two weeks apart. I'm old. I'm older than him uh, by two weeks. Um, when I said I mentioned that I'm uh, the house I grew up from, our local park was about 300 meters from the park. He lived about 20 meters above the club room, which was at the park. So we were the same age. We always hung out. We went to the same primary school, intermediate schools, high school. So we're pretty close, uh, me and Nigel, but it was no rival and I was happy to see him back. I think he had come back from uh, Warrington and he had been, mm. I think Warrington were coming, you know, bottom end of the table and he was the top choice scorer in uh, yeah. super, uh, super League. Um, so, you know, he's always he's always been a, um, a fine finisher. But, uh, and, yeah, definitely was glad to have him back. That's um, another disappointing season ends in... in uh, 98 and Frank Endicott becomes the second coach to be shown the door in the club's very short history. He's replaced by Kiwi legend Mark Graham for the 99 season. How was your relationship with the three coaches that you played under in John Mooney, Frank Endicott um, and then what was it like to be coached by Hall of Famer Mark Graham? Um, yeah, all three different coaches. Um, John Mooney, um, he wasn't as much a technical coach um, and he wasn't a, uh, I was young. So, you know, he wasn't one that I was, was able to approach. Um, yep. So, you know, I, I mean, I got along with him. I, you know, I uh, wouldn't say he was my favourite coach, but, uh, you know, he did, did nothing wrong with me. And I know he, at uh, one um, video session, he, he, he told me that his grandmother could run faster than me um, because uh, on the video, yeah, for whatever reason, somebody ran past me and it bummed me out. So I was, uh, um, and then it wasn't, uh, there was uh, Frank, who was a, a, a people person, he was always a bubbly guy, um, firm when he had to be firm, um, uh, probably not as technical as, as uh, John Rainey, but um, you know, always uh, uh, had a good relationship with all the boys. Yep. Um, and I was sad to see him go. Uh, but then, yeah, Mark Graham came, the great Mark Graham. Um, and I was buzzing out as he was my he was my favourite player. And so yeah. I never too. signed, but uh, I? Mine too. Yeah. yeah. So I know one of the first things before we, uh, first first things I did was ask him to sign. Uh, you know, I was like that little kid. I, was, I had the piece of paper in, in my, my paper and my pen and I was oh, oh, shame, shame, shame. How do I ask him? How do I ask him for his autograph? You know? <laughs> um, uh, and then I got the courage. Oh, hey, hey, coach, can you just sign, can you just sign this piece of paper? <laughs> You're the best day, you know, so, um, you know, uh, Obviously, pretty Man stoked uh, to be, you know, be coached by your childhood hero, um, mm. and you know he was a, a no nonsense hard play, uh, hard coach. Um, he was very new in his role, um, and so you know, I remember I remember him coming down, um, smoking his cigarettes, <laughs> carrying his clipboard, and uh, you know, coming in the gym that we had in the in the workshop uh, at Beasley Ave and putting his clipboard down and just 
pumping out 160 kilos, just picking it up, just put a cigarette, put a cigarette down, and then just just casually pump out some reps on 160 kilos. Here I am in my third year. I'm still trying to get out my 130 kilo reps. Uh, I was like, oh shit, um, yeah, just a beast, just a beast. But uh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, three different coaches. Um, yeah, one was one of you know great. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, good 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 memories of Frank. Good memories of uh, um, of uh, Graham, and, and also with John Money. Although he wasn't my favorite, and you know, uh, it, well, we didn't connect like I connected with the other two guys. But uh, mm. you know, I look back and have to give him. Um, you know, obviously he gave me an opportunity. As a young uh, young player, gave me the opportunity to uh, get me on the first grade. So, uh, very thankful for him. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, as we said, Mark Graham took the reins for the nineteen ninety nine season. But we have a very slow start. But we finish really strongly with some stirring wins. None better than a forty two to nil uh, win over Newcastle in the second last round that I'll never forget. Um, was there a yeah. sense of optimism coming off that strong finish of the season heading into two thousand? Yeah, yeah, there was, you know, there was, uh, you know, we had a sacking in between, uh, you know, um, and then new coach taking over and different ideas, different, you know, different uh, methods and, you know, we start to click and then have a good, good win. So, yeah, we um, guess optimism that um, next year is going to be our year. (laughs) (laughs) That's every year for a Warriors supporter. Yeah, we're very uh, familiar with that. I'm, I'm feeling your voice. I, I'm, I'm now on your on, on the other side of the fence where you You're know I'm not a player, but uh, I'm 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 I've uh, I've I've been riding that roller coaster since I finished from uh, in yeah. 2001. So uh, I definitely feel the the pain and, and ride the, the the have the joys when we do have those uh, yeah those good games. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we've been riding it since '95. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, that that 2000 season never really gets going, and we finish with just eight wins. Um, this proves to be your final season at the club, and we almost fold due to financial pressure. Um, did you see the writing on the wall at this stage, and is that the reason for your move over to Bradford? Uh, yeah, no, I think. Well, you know, obviously they they had new. Um, there was financial, I mean, uh, as players, I, and, and you know, I didn't know what was happening in, uh, financially up in the boardrooms and that. Obviously, we know as players that, you know, there's takeovers here and um, there's new owners coming in, but yeah. we don't know what numbers are, what look like. And, um, you know, we're, I'm still 23, 24, so all I'm worried about is, you know, just trying to get on the, um, get on the train, um, playing pitch and, um, and I had just signed a four-year deal, um, uh, so um, you know it, it was uh, the new owners did come in. I didn't have, I didn't see the writing on the wall. There was things that happened beforehand that led up to it, um, and I guess uh, there was at the time there was five of us Kiwi current Kiwi players. There was myself, Logan, Swan, Ali, Lotiti, Stacy, and Nigel um, at the club. Yep. And um, yeah, 
I guess we went through some trials and uh, testing times. Uh, we I we stood up or well, I stood up for what I believed in, and that was for everybody to get paid um, what we were owed. There were some young boys, Joe Nalavale, uh, who ended up winning two premierships at other clubs. Mm. Um, yep. Um, and we had other people who hadn't been paid for a, a month or two. And so, mm. um, yeah, we just we were standing up for what we thought was right or what we believed was right. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it, didn't, it um, yeah, ended up me uh, moving on. Um, and like I said, I didn't see it on the writing on the wall because I'd signed a four-year deal. I was, mm. you know, I was always... Um, saw myself as a one club man you know uh, hopefully winning a, a premiership with the club yeah um but as we as we know in sports and rugby league uh, sometimes uh, what you want him and, and what you get is mm. two different things so uh, unfortunately for me it was it was time to move on um reluctantly i moved on um uh, but yeah i guess it was a blessing in disguise looking back um when mm. i didn't you know what i had so, yeah. Yeah. Well, just thinking back on your six season at the war, six seasons at the Warriors, you played alongside some of the greats of New Zealand rugby league, including Dean Bell, Stacey Jones, Stephen Kearney, Matthew Ridge, and Quentin Pongia, to name a few. Who was the player um, that was your pinch myself moment that you got to play with in Clubland? In Clubland. Um... Well, I, I guess, like I said, that first year, um, uh, Greg, Greg Alexander, yeah. um, Dean Bell, yeah. you know, they were, I mean, they were the first, you know, first year, I mean, there's so many, uh, you know, to, like I said, you, you, you're watching them on telly, next thing you're, you're in the changing room, you're sitting right next to you, putting on their gears, you know, like, shit, you know. Um, it was also, another one was John Cohen. Um, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, I remember as a kid, 1987, watching him score his tries in the World Cup. You know, and yeah. then he's come over, signed for the Warriors, and uh, I think one of the first things he invited uh, myself and three of my other young uh, Willie Poaching, I think Mani Moana. He had a batch. He's got. Well, he still got the batch. Batch down in uh, Why he? Just yeah. for, and he just said, "Oh, if he's want to come down for the weekend, and we, oh, like you get this all black great gang. Hey, you want to come out and hang out? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was it just happened to be, uh, for, you know, it was uh, the All Blacks were playing in in, in Europe that time, and um, it was uh, like a two in the morning test match, or you know, three in the morning, whatever time it was over in in, in Europe. And yep. he slept in, he slept in, and he came down the next morning. He goes, Oh shit! That's the first All Black game I've missed live. <laughs> you know, that is <laughs> like ah. Oh. So you know, uh, JK was pretty special to to lace up my boots. Um, and then uh, as a front row, Quinton Pongia, without a doubt, um, you know, play alongside him. Club at club level was just unreal. I can relate, mate. I was a um, I was a young kid on contract in. 1985 at North Sydney and I can remember we got to go there and and do some training in the off season and sitting there and looking at Olsen Filipana and Mark Graham um you know yeah. was, that was my pinch myself moment it was like how can I be around these guys but yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely incredible to 
to meet your idols like that. Um, you head to Bradford for the 20, 2001 season and you quickly become a fan favourite, uh, become one of the Bradford Bulls' awesome foursome, along with uh, Stuart Field and Brian McDermott and Paul Anderson. Did you find many differences between the game here in Australia and New Zealand and then over in the English Super League? Was there much difference? Uh, yeah, I, I thought the first few years I was there, um, there was a lot more emphasis on attack. Uh, where in, yep. in the Aussie, you know, in Aussie, there was the defence was a, a big, um, you know, uh, a big uh, emphasis on defence. There was a lot more attacking styles over there. You know, there was a bit more higher scores going on week in week out. Mm. And you know, um, so but I think that changed as more and more over the years. Uh, every year there'll be an Aussie or New Zealand coach come over to coach in the English league, and then the defence started picking up. The techniques, the wrestling, all started coming in as well. Uh, well, definitely those first couple of years, I thought, uh, you know, there was a big um, gap with the defence from the the, uh, the two uh, games. Well, you have yeah. immediate success there in your first season at Bradford, um, and you won the 2001 Super League Grand Final against the Wigan Warriors. Uh, describe the feeling of winning the Grand Final. <sighs> Well, it was the first one, <laughs> you know, come, <laughs> over the years. Uh, uh, I, I guess it's, uh, you know, you, you come from a team that have, uh, you know, had that roller coaster and, and, and uh, you've had the bounce of the ball not go your way. You've had the core not go your way, you know. So to come into a team that, uh, um, and they weren't, you know, they had tasted success, but they weren't, um, you know, uh, the favourites to win that, that year, but I guess um, I guess it was one of those the team the the, the, the players that we had just clicked, um, and yeah, I guess when you click and you um, take that onto the pitch, um, yeah, good relationships on the on the uh, off the field. Um, you have a you know Brian Noble was our coach. Um, he was I think it was his first rookie season. He had, he had coached under Matthew Elliott for a few years. Um, so he had new ideas. Um, he was a, uh, you know, um, so um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, to play to play your sport. Um, you know, not many people win a grand final. So to 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 actually finish my league career and then have at least won one fight, you know, to have a grand final in my belt was um, was yeah special special. Well, you, you actually win three, don't you? Didn't you win three at Bradford? Uh, I won. Um, I won three Super Leagues. Yep, and won th um, yeah. two Challenge Cups. Yep. Oh, three. Well, three uh, as the grand final winners, um, Bradford played against. In, in two thousand one, you played the Newcastle Knights in the two thousand two World Club Challenge. You won that game forty one twenty six. Um, and you you actually played in three World Club challenges. You beat Penrith twenty two four in two thousand four, and you beat the West Tigers thirty to ten in uh, two thousand six. How was it getting the results in those games over the more fancied NRL sides? Yeah, I guess I guess um, you know there was a first you know uh, because of the time they played. You know um, there was also the especially in those the first couple, one or two years. I think there was uh, uh, the Aussie boys were just coming for a holiday, you know, expecting to yeah. win. 
you know. Yep. Um, so as that the first two years and they got belted a bit, and then then they started taking this seriously, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that first couple of years, uh, uh, and, and, and I'm not taking anything out of away from Mel boys because we, you know, we went we went prepared and we went to win. Uh, obviously, there was, uh, you know, um, anytime anybody plays against an Australian team, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody's against those fellas. Even though there's Kiwi boys playing in there, we're like, yeah, we're hey, bro, hey, bro, I can't talk to you because there's people watching us. But I'll see you after the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, I remember the, we played Penrith one year, and uh, you know we had Tony Polito and Joe Galavao and uh, yeah. a couple of the boys, and uh, we'd known those fellas from over here. So as we come out of changing, you know the boys, uh, you know, we like, did the high fives and the chest pump and all that. Yeah. And we, we had our a couple of our English coaching stuff. Going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, hey, man, the boys, man, the boys. I said, yeah, we thought, oh, we'll save that to after the game, boys. There's some, some sookie bubbles over here. But, yeah, um, yeah man, it, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, like I said, uh, after that first couple of years where they got a thump, uh, the Aussie boys, we, we gave it to them. They they started to come prepared um, and, and waited yeah. to after the game to when they started drinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you retired from rugby league at the end of the 2008 season, returning to NZ to coach the East Bay Barracudas alongside Willie Swan in uh, 2009 and 2010. So how did you enjoy the foray into coaching? And is it something um, you continued with? Uh, yeah, so well, I came home um, and um, I guess it was just one of those uh, you know, Willie, oh, what are you doing on the Tuesday, Thursday? Uh, nothing. <laughs> you want to come down? Uh, yeah, because my wife's got all these trials for me that they say, just come down Tuesday, <laughs> yes. Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday evenings uh, and get out on a Saturday. So um, that that's why I got into the coaching to get away from yeah. all my chores I had to do at home. Um, oh, I like to self. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's how it started. He was the Willie was the head coach. I was just a water boy slash uh, assistant coach slash uh, yeah uh, um, carpool carpool buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Post footy, what what have you been involved in? What have you been up to since um, yeah in the last 10, 11 years? Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty lucky um, um, compared to others and some ex, um, you know, some old teammates or you hear the stories uh, after playing all these years that no one's got, you know, haven't got a house or anything that they've uh, invested yep. in. So I was uh, quite lucky that um, I, I got a couple, you know, couple into some property. Um, I, I knew, I've always knew I want, I had a connection with kids and, and helping out our youth and particularly our, our Māori and Pacifica youth that we have here. Um, spending a, bit, a long time away from home, eight years in, in the UK, coming back and just seeing uh, when I went back to, there's a festival in, in Auckland, Grayland, Grayland Festival, uh, the park. Uh, and so it's, um, yeah, just when I, it was the first time I came back and I was just, you know, man, you know, our kids, they need a bit of, you know, it's just, they hadn't gone in my mind, they, had, they need a um, bit of direction. So yep. um, I didn't know which, uh, I knew I needed to work with kids. I just didn't know which part because there's youth, youth at risk, there's police, there's, there's 
uh, this youth, that youth. So I had to find my way, navigate my way around. Uh, I started a, a trust and I went, uh, ended up um, going back to St. Paul's College. Uh, not employed, yep. but uh, I, I said to them, I said, hey, listen, too many guys are just coming to play league, but they need a plan B. Uh, mm. Let me, if you let me base here, I got contacts to the hospital and the New Zealand police. And I'll talk to these fellas about, you know, as well as, a, you know, all good playing league, but, you know, here's what about a, what's your plan B option, what's your plan C is to sort of got into that for the first uh, five years coming back and really enjoyed that. And then uh, um, had an opportunity after a beer with a mate um, to move into hiring machines, um, big diggers. Um, oh, yeah. Um, heavy machinery. Um, and then we're still doing that and then opportunity came and five years ago now into deconstruction so um, instead of demolition we smash a house and throw it to a landfill throw all the good material into landfill we um, we we created a a deconstruction company where we strip it we use resalvage materials uh, construction material from the, uh, away from the landfill and, and repurpose it. So um, right now we're the largest in New Zealand in deconstruction. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Keeping yourself yeah, busy. That's, um, yeah. Very environmentally friendly, isn't it? Yeah. This this might be a bit of a silly question. But, I think um, uh, I didn't even know how to spell it. I, I didn't even know how to spell environmental when I got into this. But now, yeah, somebody said we're environmentalists and uh, <laughs> what we do. And, uh, you know, being privileged to, uh, you know, blessed to be able to employ people. Um, yep. and, and uh, in particular of our Māori and Pacifica communities. <clears throat> well, this might be a bit of a silly question, but are you still a Warriors fan? And prior to COVID, did you attend home games regularly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a loyal person. Um, I still go and watch my local club despite the fact that my kids um, play for other local teams in, in Auckland, I, I, I still go down to Greyland Park. I still got my Richmond jersey. Uh, I have a Richmond hoodie. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, um, just uh, my son, my son's, um, he's in the, uh, just outside of the 30 for the uh, Warriors this year. He's here to come back for an op, so. Um, oh, is that your son? Yeah. Uh, oh, Isaiah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, he's on development contract at the moment. Yeah, awesome, yeah. So he, he's, a, uh, he's, a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, and I'm having a an opportunity for sport. That's my time, so uh, yep, I put in my order for tickets for uh. What is it? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a loyal supporter. Uh, very good. Yeah. How hard has uh, it been? You know, how hard has it, sure... yeah. um, it been the last like year and a half uh, as New Zealand-based fans watching the team and supporting them from afar with, with no engagement with them uh, at all? Uh, I, I imagine it's been pretty difficult. Yep. Yep. I mean... Yeah, I, I guess despite being the, the ups and downs we do, they, they have, they're still our team. So, you know, 
you know, we can, um, you know, we still want to go and watch the boys and support the boys. Um, but yeah. obviously with COVID, uh, it's uh, to not to be. Um, so <coughs> it is different. Um, you know, we're hungry for our team to watch our team, to yell at them, yeah. to cheer them on, to go and pat their back and, you know, and whatever other uh, the fans around Australia get to do week in, week out. So, yeah, it's yeah. been tough, but I guess we... Uh, when the announcement uh, came on, there was some, uh, you know, there's been some interest for, you know, getting tickets and, you know, so I think there's, uh, there's, there's quite a bit of an excitement for the boys coming back. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that. Absolutely. Are you, you planning you planning to go to that game? Well, there was, uh, well, Jerry Susio, who works at the club, uh, he put out an email. He goes, hey, if... If there's any interest, does anyone want to have an old boys' day? You know, I was the first one. I'm, yep, and then <laughs> I look back at the thread about uh, an hour later. I think about 20, 30 of the boys. They said, "Yep, yep, we're all in. We're keen." So, um, awesome. It'll be good to. Yeah, I mean, we, I know a lot of the boys who have played. Um, you know, for the for the club. You know, they they're, they're still. Um, you know, big fans of the boys. Big fans of you know, loyal to the club. Um, so, yeah, we, we still bleed. We still bleed the, the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Just regarding the um, the modern game, what are the players, uh, what players in the, in the, in sorry, what players in the current game do you like watching play these days? Uh, well, I, uh, you know, um, I guess for like in terms of the Warriors, um, if you're saying you know even for this year, you know I, I've always uh, I've always been a fan of Roger and what he does week in week out. I'm always amazed at you know his work, at what he just what he does. Uh, excited with uh, <clears throat> you know when you get the in the beginning of the year we had our, uh, our the pack that we had, um, you know there was excitement uh, with uh, Adam. Um, Blake, Blake. Uh, for no Blake, Blake. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately with injuries and all of that um, and then uh, it, this young kid who's uh, that Reese, you know, he's, he's got some excitement about yeah. him, eh? he's got some speed and some skill about him and That's he's, he's up, 18 yeah. and uh, you can just see him get a few more games under his belt and you know, just uh, now he's gonna, gonna go but um, yeah, I guess I guess just watching these guys now, you know, back at obviously the body shape of players are different to when I was playing. Um, you know, um, I think, uh, yeah, the, you know, we're, we're a bit more musclier than they were today these days. Eh? They're a bit more lean today these days. Mm. You know, we're yeah. bulky. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, different yeah. training styles though too, isn't it? You know, they, hey? train, they train completely differently to how you guys would have trained back in, you know, the late 90s, mm. early 2000s. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, you know, yeah, I guess the training techniques and the methods. And I think when I came back from the UK, I went into the Warriors gym and I saw a weightless treadmill. And, they had, and then they had, they even had a, um, like a, a, like a, a, a hyperbaric chamber where all the bikes are in. Yeah. I was going, shit, if this was here, oh, I would have yeah. been fit. When, I, I could have been a really fit player if I had all this equipment <laughs> when I was playing. But. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess you know, sports science and tech, uh, you know, all that stuff have come into play, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah, so 
you know, body shapes on forwards now. You know, you've got forwards who are lean. Um, go, and I can just hear the pounding that they go from the sideline. Like sometimes I can't believe I played this game for so long. Um, but but you know, it's it's a bit disheartening for an old player when you um, when you see some of these guys. Um, you know, because of the rule changes and this crackdown, that they, they, you know, uh, falling over when somebody, yeah. um, you know, oh. whacks their hair and they're like falling over. And, oh, come on, boys. They're doing it and turning into those football players. So, you know, um, I guess the days that uh, when I was around, you know, uh, there was, a, you know, the, the you know, the, not, not so much the birth, but the, the phys- physicality of the game and, you know, um, I think that's what, well, I know that was uh, for a lot of people around us, that's what they loved, you know, that's why they watched the game because yeah. of physicality, the the shoulder charges, the, uh, and, um, but yeah, I guess, you know, what, what they're doing to protect players, oh, fair enough, but uh, I think I think they just need to ease up on the, uh, on the, on the crackdown they're doing and, and maybe uh, let, let a shoulder charger in, uh, a shoulder charge or two in every now and then. <laughs> um, Spoken like yeah. a three front row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joe, yeah. I'm going to, uh, just before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you some questions that we ask all of our guests um, while uh, Hammer scrolls through uh, some of the questions from the viewers. So who was your toughest teammate? Prince of Answer <laughs> Who was? Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we we, uh, we definitely picked up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. was the? Um, yeah. Who was the biggest? The best sledger? Matthew Ridge. Oh, oh wow! Gee, that yeah. was quick. <laughs> Ridgey Ditch. Yep. <yeah. laughs> who was the biggest pest? Yeah. Biggest pest. Oh, she's. Uh... Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not sure who a pest would be. Well, uh, classify a pest. You mentioned earlier. Yeah, well, just you know, uh, out again. <laughs> <Sideru>. <laughs> Why not? Well, actually, I won't go said uh, Sideri, but uh, oh, well, yeah, you can throw Sideri. You can say Doc, uh, Doctor Death. He, you know, he was always, oh, uh, he was always yeah. telling them, you know, like, oh, leave me alone, mate, leave me alone. All right. Interesting. Uh, both hooker. Yeah, both played hooker. Yeah. Uh, and then you'd always, then you'd always have another, another number nine was Robert. Hey, Joey, how'd I go? How'd I go? Did I go? Oh, mate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've thrown all my hookers that I played with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was your who was your toughest opponent? Oh, toughest opponent. She's, um, I, you know, you know, you're taking me back to days when uh, you know um, there was all the big all the big legends of the game, eh? So, yeah, um, yeah. Geez, it's pretty pretty tough to uh, answer, but uh, I, I, I guess um, one of the one of the moments that still stand nowadays was uh, Mark Geyer. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I had a I had an on-field incident, which wasn't me, but he got up and he, he, I think he was frothing in his eyes. He was about, you know, and I'm, I'm I was a young kid. He was playing in Perth, I think. Oh, and, the Western uh, Reds. He was about to, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 
Yeah, I was a young kid. I was a, I was about to shit myself, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, lucky my But uh, Mark Lyon was yeah, he's pretty. He was pretty, uh, pretty. Well, yeah, like I said, yeah, I had um, uh, the uh, Glenn Lazarus, who I who who was, yeah, I was a big fan. Him, of, yeah. I was a big fan of um, mm. the Chief. Yeah, too many, but I throw I throw in uh, Mark Lyon. Big MG. Yep. <laughs> Who was the best trainer? Uh, best trainer? She's. Uh, I'd say I'd say it was uh, Steve Kearney back in the day. Yeah, he was a mm. he was an ultimate yeah, professional. We've heard that before. Yeah, we've, we've yeah. definitely heard that said. Yeah, he, he was a nerd of he was the nerd of training. He would, you know, do everything that he had to do, and more. You know, when when guys wanted to put ice into the drinks, he was icing up shoulders injuries and ice up for hours while we were all trying to put on clothes to go out for for a drink on the, after a game. But yeah, I, 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 I caught up with him after the game on the weekend, and he still looks like he could play. He still yeah. looks fit. Yeah. 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 No, he's he's, he's always he's been fit. He's he is fit. Looks. He, he did look a bit gaunter back in over here when he was uh, okay, mate. Yeah, everything all right there. So, yeah. mm. <laughs> who who is the team comedian? <laughs> Coaching does it. Yeah. <laughs> team comedian. Oh, uh, uh, I might have to throw my hookers in there. You know, uh, uh, Doc, Doctor, Doctor Death was always Jason a bit Dave of a laugh. Uh, yep. series of laughs. Yeah. Yep. yeah um, you know, um, Stacey Jones, um, when he's had a few line right. reads, yep. um, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, he wasn't a comedian, he was just cheeky. Ah, um, yeah, so no, no, those, those, those um, Jason Death and uh, and Sideri, they're pretty, uh, you know, pretty funny guys. Mark, oh, I tell you, he yeah, was some... uh, almost a comedian. Mark Ellis, Mark Ellis was a crack up. Oh, yeah, Mark oh, Ellis. You used wow. to do the show with Matthew Ridge. Yeah. Oh, nice with Matthew Ridge over there, yeah. 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 So, yeah, um, Mac Ellis was a bit of a, yeah, he's a... We got some, we got some question from, questions from the fans. Who was tougher to tackle, Mark Carroll or the Chief? Uh, I'd say Mark Carroll uh, yeah? because he bumped me off a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did. I do. Um, I do record a chief running over me on the first time I played Newcastle. He ran. I think I got a size fourteen imprint of his boot on my chest. <laughs> Only happened once, but yeah. he's done it to a few players once. Um, did you have any pre-game rituals or game day routines that you used to stick to? Uh, yeah, I, I used to uh, put my left sock on first. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'd always have to have a spew. I'd always have to have a spew. I just felt uh, a bit more at ease if I'd have a big um, um, power chuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, and that was just before that was just before the run out. I'd always have to just quickly go in the bathroom and um, yeah, bit of a power chuck. Yeah, it was nerves, it and, and and that 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 <laughs> would just calm my nerves down. And that was after the after 14, 15 years. I'd, from the last game, I had to have a power check just to ease the nerves a bit. Oh wow! Wow! Gotcha. Awesome. Um, who were your heroes growing up? Uh, Mark Graham. Mark Graham was my hero. 
um, in, in the New South Wales team. Uh, oh. oh, really? Uh, Matt, yes. My Graham, my, my Graham, yeah, I'm a blue supporter, but my Graham. Oh, that hurts me. I love it, mate. Love it. But you've been hurting since Wednesday, mate. So, uh, oh, yeah. It's bad enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when, when I was, uh, I played at uh, Richmond Rovers Rugby League. And so when I was younger, I used to watch the Bulldogs, so uh, the Mortimer brothers, you know, I used to watch the Mortimer yep. brothers um, yep. back in the days. So they were pretty. Uh, Special brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts on the current uh, game and the six again rule? Uh, oh, well, I'd rather have the six than, uh, than the crackdown on what they're having now. So, um, yeah. I haven't got much of an issue with the six again, um, but there are some calls, you know, there's always got, you know, they're always looking to speed things up. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, I think my only, like I said, any, any issue I have right now is this crackdown and, and the, le- the, the level that the guys going to or referees are going to, to crack down on it. There's got to be yep. some common sense that comes into this crackdown. Absolutely. Yeah. We've been saying that for weeks. Um if, if you didn't become an NRL player, what career path do you think you would have taken? Uh, I've always wanted to be a cop. I've always wanted to be a cop yeah. uh, when I was young, but then I found out you had to run 2.4Ks in 10 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds. So I went, frickin' Nick, he's going to run 2.4Ks in 10 seconds. I said, jeez, this my body type at 6'4 and 100 and uh, over 100 kilos wasn't made to run under... Um, uh, 2.4Ks under uh, 10 minutes. Doesn't the bullet travel so faster than that anyway? So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or your RT. Or your RT call for the handling. <laughs> you don't have to um, run two, two kilometres. Yeah. Uh, who were the biggest influences on your career? Um, oh, definitely the family, the parents. Um, yeah, definitely. You yep. know, that, that's uh, definitely one. Um, in terms of um, uh, coaches, um, well, Frank Endicott uh, did a bit of myself uh, as a younger grade, but um, I guess if I take it back before that, um, there was a, I had an American, my first coach in rugby league was, uh, his name was Terry McGowan, uh, Richmond under eights, um, and you know, yeah, he, he made us fall in love with rugby league. Um, had the environment, you know, had kids, we had teammates who had no boots. He had, uh, you know, fine boots. Great, take everybody back to his house, feed us. And, you know, just that's where the joys of uh, of my love of rugby league. Um, so, so, Terry McGowan. <clears throat> Beautiful. Fantastic. Joe, we um, we really want to thank you for coming on and chatting with us um, tonight so candidly. I know it's late over there in New Zealand. Um, our followers and the Warriors fans love hearing about our past players. Um, so thanks very much for giving us your time. Um, to us, we have a saying that once you play for the club, you are forever and always. And you, Joe Vanganara, yeah. forever and always Warrior number 18. Yeah. Hey, no, appreciate, appreciate you fellas having me on and uh, really enjoyed uh uh, sharing my uh, journey in, uh, with the club, um, and th- yeah, again, thanks for thanks for having me. When you've got um, 
another time I can talk about my tries, but I'll probably need a bigger, uh, a bit more time. Uh, I've got so many yeah, tries yeah, to talk to tease yeah. about. We're saving all actually, that for next time. <laughs> actually, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a real possibility that the next time we speak to you, um, we can be talking about the first father-son um, ever to play for the Warriors. If, you know, all the reports that we're hearing about Isaiah are true. Um, coming yeah, through yeah well, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I try not to uh, put too much pressure on the young fella, but uh, um, it has been spoken about, um, but not, not by uh, not by me, but uh, yeah, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, injured, injuries right now, but uh, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll do a lot better than his old man um, if, um, if that's the pathway that he's going to carry on. But uh, you never know, mate. You never know. Uh, he's a he's a back row up back row. Played he's played in the middle as well, so. Uh, six foot hundred and ten kilo, six foot five hundred and ten kilos. Wow! So it's like in the mold of um, Eli Katoa. Eli Katoa, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, he can uh, yeah, like I said, uh, play alongside Eli in the, in the, in the down yeah. the line in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've just loved uh, going back and reminiscing about the OG days. It's been a real treat for us. So we, we really pre- appreciate you giving up your time and having a chat with us. So we, we, we definitely uh, thank awesome. you Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. And uh, good, to, uh, yeah, good to talk to you and, and all your fans out there, all your supporters and your, of your station. So thanks, guys. Uh, and uh, go the Warriors. We'll keep thanks, the faith. Brother. Go the Warriors. Keep the faith, yeah. <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Joe. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. <laughs> Never ceases to amaze me, mate, the, um, the stories that we hear from the, the past greats of our club. I, I, I just loved it. I just love hearing about the early days and how it all came together and the firsthand experience, the firsthand retelling of those stories. I never get bored of that, you know? It's just the, the no, club's I mean, history. It's, yeah. Um, it is. It's a club's history, and we're we're lucky enough to you know be able to reconnect with these guys and and you know give them a voice to talk about their days. Um, you know, he was as as we said, he was an OG. He was part of that you know that club from from like ninety three, ninety four when they were in, in, first incepted into the yeah. the ARL in ninety five. Um, yeah, he's uh, and mate, just so humble. Um, yeah. Such a humble, humble man. You know. Yeah, no, no, he's a great fella. He was he was easily one of my favourites back in those back in those days. His big uh, charging run ups. He was just like a, he was a bit of a cult hero as well. Big man and yeah. uh, always had a smile on his face as well. That's what I remember about him. He just had that grin and um, yeah. Yep. So he'll he'll long be remembered as a as yeah, a Warriors absolutely. Great, yeah. And you know to to know that he's got his son coming through yes. through the development pathways at the Warriors. How exciting! Is, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. go get him, young fella. Um, We'd love to see you in first grade. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, as per usual, we'll be back tomorrow night, uh, 7.30, for our round 14 review of the Yeah, we may as well talk about that, that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. But plenty know. more to talk about. There's yeah. lots, of, lots of stuff going on in Warriors land, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, some signing news and, um, you know, obviously Ken's departure mm. uh, and the emotional scenes that we all saw at the game on the weekend. Mm. So make yes. sure you tune in tomorrow night, uh, 7.30, for our, 
uh, review of round 14 uh, and our preview of round 15. Uh, hey, Ruin Hammer, can you get uh, try get Jacob Lilliman on? Yeah, yeah of course, of we, course. Can. We, we'll we can. We can try and get anyone. Try and get everyone on, mate. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, did speak to Mooks and uh, Ryan Hoffman on the weekend, so hopefully we can get them on the show uh, at some point uh, as well. And, of course, good friend of the show, Mark Tukey. Uh, we got him in the back pocket. He's going to put us in touch with a lot of guys that we can do a uh, Where Are They Now type uh, series after after the season yep. um, goes through. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. We always love these Tuesday night specials. Love it. Thank uh, don't you forget guys we've got, for joining us. Yeah. We've got Kevin Campion coming up in two weeks uh, and Steve Price coming up in three weeks. So two big chats to, to look forward to. Uh, mm, but for now, yeah. it's a uh, good night and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Um, yeah, thanks, Lisa. Great. I, I met Lisa Marie Bateman on um, on the weekend. They her, they flew down from Queensland. Uh, oh, great! Yeah. To watch the game. Yeah, so it's great to um great to meet some some of the we love putting fans yeah love putting faces to the names yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you see them all on Facebook and that, and then yes. you know to to connect with them in the flesh. Um, it's always great. Uh, no worries, Danny. Thanks for tuning in, uh, brother. Um. Yeah, mate. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. You certainly will. Thanks. Thanks very much, mate. And thank you, everyone. And you take it easy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Good night, all.